Welcome to the Biohacking Brittany podcast. This is a space where I talk about things like plant medicine, natural detoxing, ancestral eating, all things like that. And today we are diving into law of attraction and kind of more, not woo-woo, but just like a different way of looking at law of attraction and kind of what we think and how that transpires into our life. So this episode was really interesting because obviously law of attraction is such a hot topic. There is so much content about it everywhere, like TikTok and YouTube and everything like that. And one of the people who was a contributor to The Secret, which is a book and a movie, and we've all probably seen it by now, is on my show today. And we dive into that and really just where he's at with this philosophy now, which I find very, very interesting. So this episode is quite different than some of the other ones that I've done, but nonetheless, I love having conversations like this because it broadens my perspectives and really just opens my mind to viewing things differently. Like a lot of the other things I'm doing right now as well, actually, including plant medicine, microdosing, therapy retreats, taking time off, unplugging. I'm really just really into changing the way I see things and kind of breaking the mold that I've set for myself. And law of attraction and flipping our perspective on that definitely goes hand in hand with that. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode, if anything you're going to just learn something new, which is kind of my aim every single time I, every single time I put one of these episodes out. So thank you for everybody who's listening. Thank you for all of the reviews, by the way, I am going to read one out quickly. This is a five-star review from somebody in the U S and it's titled, thank you, Brittany, with a bunch of explanation marks. And it says, this podcast has helped me so much on my health journey. I'm so grateful for Brittany and all of the awesome guests that she's had on. I've learned so much about myself, my health, and how to completely optimize my life. Thank you so much, Brittany, for sharing your knowledge and sparking transformation in my life, which I love, which is just so kind. So I know all podcasts or podcasters ask their audience to do this, but if you have a moment, please leave a review it actually does make a difference, helps the show get found by new people, helps it to rank, et cetera, et cetera. And I read all of them and I take them to heart. So if you do one, thank you for taking the time to do it. A quick shout out to this week's sponsors. First of all, shout out to Valhalla Vitality. This is a new brand that I'm working with. They have like advanced supplements and biohacking supplements. And I'm taking a few of their products. One is a blend of spermidine and glycoastragonal. So this one's called Youthavar, otherwise known as Youth in a Bottle. So I've been taking this for a while. It essentially just helps with telomere length and anti-aging from, from a cellular level. And I also take their NMM NMN product, as well as their THCV product called Hypovar. And if you have been following me anywhere, my newsletter, social media, you know that I've actually talked about that product a few times recently because it actually suppresses appetite and helps with focus and mood. And so 
It's from a minor cannabinoid. So it is from cannabis and you do microdose with it. And I love taking it when I fast because it really, really helps me focus as well as suppresses my appetite. So that allows me to actually fast for longer, which is awesome. And it really helps with weight management and weight loss. And I don't love promoting weight loss. It's a very touchy subject for most people. But if that is something that is a priority for you in your life right now, I would think about adding a supplement like this to your routine, especially if you're fasting, whether you're doing like a 24-hour fast once a week or you're intermittent fasting every single day, that product is fantastic. Like literally has really changed my fasting game. And again, that's called Hypavar. They're linked on my shop on my website. And if you just want the direct link to the product, you can also just message me on Instagram and I will send it to you, but that's my favorite. And then a, another shout out to BioOptimizers, one of the OG biohacker supplement companies. They have a fantastic magnesium product. This magnesium product has seven different types of magnesium in it. So it is a full spectrum magnesium product. It is like the only one on the market that is like this. And this is what I take before I go to sleep. So as somebody who is kind of running out of steam lately and struggling to sleep because I kind of toss and turn and think about all of the things that I have to do, AKA in my business and my work, and I'm also planning a wedding, like there's just so much going on right now. And taking magnesium at night really, really calms me down. It helps me fall asleep faster. It helps me not wake up as much throughout the night. And it's just really supportive and grounding. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm like a new person. So if you struggle with sleep, which we all do sometimes, I feel like you have to have magnesium in your cupboard. Like, you know, if I was going to design some sort of like perfect supplement cupboard for the average female biohacker, it would... 100% have a full spectrum magnesium in it for sleep and for stress management. I just think we have to have this. I don't think we get enough magnesium from our food. I think a lot of people are deficient in magnesium and basically everybody is stressed or having sleep problems. So if you're one of these people, which you probably are at one point, I definitely suggest magnesium and you can hop on that train through the link in my show notes, through my shop on my website, Again, message me on Instagram. I answer all my messages and I can send it to you and give you more information. Other than that, enjoy this week's episode and I will catch you next week for another one. Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am thrilled to have you listening in for this episode. We are talking all things law of attraction and why it actually might not be the best thing for everybody and kind of looking at at it from a different point of view, which I'm really excited about because I have seen The Secret. I've seen all of the other movies and and read some of the books that kind of go along with that. I'm forgetting the name of the most recent one, but there's just so much talk about it still, even though it came out like quite a while ago. So we are diving into that today. And I have Bob Doyle on with me, who is known for his contribution to the film and book, The Secret as a law of attraction expert and coach. So Bob, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Brittany. Thanks. 
Great. So before we dive into exactly like what law of attraction is and and your thoughts on it today, I'm so curious, like how you even got to the point of getting involved in the secret in the first place and really like, yeah, how did your career and your personal life get you there? Yes. Uh, well, I was never on the trajectory for any sort of personal development work or helping people in any way. I was, I, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to go into broadcasting, you know, just be on the other side of the microphone, do a crazy voices just be i wanted to entertain that i just my dad was in broadcasting i thought yes that's it so i trained myself for that my whole life and did seven years of professional broadcasting after college and then just found just because of where i was it was a major market i could not do all the things creatively that i wanted to do and i was kind of a brat that way i guess and said fine i'll just go fly my old way and so i left broadcasting and then started this jump around from career choice to career choice, trying to find anything where I could express myself creatively. And I was not having very much success at all. And and in fact, the complete lack of success in the face of what I thought should be like, I should be further along now than I am. What's going on? That had me look in sort of the more, what are the invisible reasons this might not be happening? And so that's when I started to frequent the new age bookstores and read about, get into a different conversation. I had heard, of course, about visualization and meditation and play with it and so on. But now I was looking at it as a solution for my issue. And how did this relate to me? So long story short, that's what eventually led me to the information that had my lights come on about what we talk about the law of attraction or wealth consciousness or whatever. It was a conversation around quantum physics and how our thoughts, you know, actually have an impact out there energetically and stuff. So that just that filled in the blanks for me enough where I could start implementing some of the, you know, law of attraction exercises like vision boards and stuff and start to see some results. And then when I got my results, I'm really making this story short, but once I started to see the results, that's when I put together my first little program called Wealth Beyond Reason. And that was like, hey, everybody, this law of attraction thing is really cool. And I was mostly showing other people's, you know, material. I was facilitating it. But somewhere early on, I, I decided to change who I was I wanted to be more of a conduit of the fascinated me. I didn't want to rely on everybody else. And I wanted more distinctions than I was getting. And so I just sort of opened myself up to it. And all I can tell you is that's kind of when like the download started and this program turned into this monster, which was found three years later by the producers of The Secret. So that's how I got found. I had a very, you know, expansive law of attraction curriculum out there and had been out there for a few years. And my approach was as pragmatic and down to earth as I could possibly get it. I wanted to talk to people like me who would have normally not even given this conversation in any look because it was just too out there or woo woo. So that's how I got into it. Yeah, I, I love that. And that makes a lot of sense. And so in the last, you know, few years or so, where where has your career and your thoughts on law of attraction taking you? Yes. Well, so for 20 years, I've been teaching the law of attraction and all the ins and outs of it's trying to get people to get it right to understand, Hey, this is a real thing. And here's all the science and here's all this, but mixed with all of that, there's everybody else out there talking about this and that technique. And you got to do this. You can't do that. Watch your this, that, and the other thing. And there's so much, so many nuances that people were completely obsessed and focused on getting the law of attraction, right? And all of their attention is in the wrong place. We don't need to study gravity to drop a glass. If we let go of it, we just let go of it and it ha- and it's handled by gravity, the law of gravity. And so if we just go out into the world and do the things we need to do to be the person we need to be to have the life we want, the law of attraction will work itself out. It'll just handle itself. We don't have to try to force it. And that's been the problem. So 
in a nutshell, I looked at, well, where is reality really created? Because that's what everybody's trying to use this for. And when you really look at it biologically and every other way, your reality, your experience of reality is created in the moment when you give that moment meaning, right? Am I enjoying this? Am I here yet? Am I on my way? Do I like my life? Do I hate my life? That person's at your, whatever. You're making meaning in every moment. And that meaning that you're giving it, you have an emotional response and it determines the quality of your life. And it also determines what action you're going to take next or not take. So, and all of those actions equal your results in life, right? You do something, you get a response from the outside world, and this is your life. So if you're not liking where you are right now in your life, if this reality that is there is not, you know, you're not excited about it, it's going to always be able to be traced back to your wiring, how you're making meaning out of your life. So your brain's wiring determines absolutely everything, in terms of your experience of reality. And the good news is that wiring can be changed. So instead of focusing all these years, and people will take decades studying the law of attraction to try to get it right, I've distilled all of it down to one sentence, which is you can change your brain. And I'm not the only one saying that. Everybody, a lot of people in this space are saying this now, because this is something that no one's arguing scientifically. We can absolutely change our brain, which will change the our experience of life and what we get out of it. So my work now is not so much about explaining the law of attraction or even talking about it, except as subcontext or subtext, because the real work is how do you want your brain to change to support the person you need to be to have the life you are trying to attract? Essentially, you're taking it one step back and kind of putting putting the onus actually more on the individual than rather it kind of just manifesting and appearing. Well, I don't like the word these, if the word onus makes it sound sort of like, oh, now I got to do all this stuff or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's really, you know, we've gotten, here's the the challenge with the whole law of attraction conversation is that everybody, well, not everybody, I'm generalizing, of course, but a lot of people took it as this magical thing that took them out of the equation to a large degree. All they had to do was visualize it and the universe would take care of itself. The fundamental flaw here is that they're thinking of it's themselves and then the universe. Well, guess what? We're all connected. It's all one thing. And we are a, we are a physical manifestation of the energy that is the universe. This isn't a woo-woo conversation. This is just the universe is, you know, we're, we all know now the universe, everything is energy and we're all connected. And so we are, we were basically birthed into this experience, the human experience with all of these amazing gifts, including our brain uh, and our passions and all of those things that drive us through life and give us a reason to wake up in the morning. These are unique to us. We have this vision inside of us of the thing we want to do or who we want to be. That's the gift from the universe. But the bigger gift is we were given a brain that can literally be programmed to support whatever action we need to take to get that goal problem is, is that those first seven years of life, we're not taught that. And we're, so we're just saying yes to everything because when we're born, our brain is wide open. It's very plastic and there's no evaluation. There's no, wait a minute, let me think about this at that age. So you take on all the imprints of your family, your society, everybody around you. So your whole foundation of truth is not even yours. How do we begin to change the brain then? I mean, obviously, no one is seven years old listening to this. So with years and years of exposure and yeah, like you're just trying to break the habits. Like, how do you even start to do that? 
So first we determine what are the behaviors that we want to change, you know, or eliminate or whatever, you know, if we're going to define what do we want in our life and who do we need to be to have that, we use our imagination. We use these basic law of attraction techniques like visualization all the time to facilitate brain rewiring. But first we get an idea of who do I need to be to have that? And what behaviors does that version of me have that I don't have right now? Or what behaviors would I have to eliminate from who I'm being right now in order to be that person, right? So we're identifying some characteristics in our behavior that is hardwired and autopilot that we know we need to, because they cannot coexist with our vision. So now we use this, we use our brain in the way that it was intended. We imagine who do we need to be? What does that look like? What does it feel like? Why is this a non-negotiable goal? How great will it be? And we imagine ourselves being that and having that over and over and over, not to necessarily rearrange particles in the universe to attract them to us magically overnight without us doing anything, but to wire our brains to be that person, to imagine taking the action of that person, making the meaning of that, giving up the story you know, telling brand new stories. The thing about rewiring is it's the only way to permanent transformation. If your brain doesn't rewire to support this new way, it will only last a certain amount of time. To rewire your brain takes a ton of consistency because as you suggested, we've had our whole lives that we're wiring ourselves mostly on complete autopilot and unconsciously, which means we keep reinforcing those same ideas, those same thoughts over and over nonstop 24-7. So, to change all that requires a hell of a commitment and a lot of consistency. And it's more than most people can handle because it gets it gets very uncomfortable when we grow, when we're trying to force ourselves to grow you know, now instead of just coasting through life. And that's why support is almost always necessary of some kind if you're going to successfully rewire significantly. Yeah, I definitely feel this and understand this and see this in my own life for sure. As you kind of get exposed to let's say new ways of doing things or better ways of doing things, it can definitely be uncomfortable because it's not what you know. Right. And, but yeah, yeah, it's like, it's getting comfortable with that is like the struggle. So every, see, that's the thing. This is no different than learning anything. Uh, mm -hmm. When you're learning anything in life, there's that period of discomfort because you don't know it. If it's a new language, when we started our life, we learned to walk and talk and read all those things made tons of mistakes. I mean, countless, countless times we fell asleep and made, I mean, fell asleep, fell down and made errors in, in all of these things. But you know what? We kept going. Why? Because it was freaking non-negotiable. If we're going to exist on this planet, we need to do these things. So we never once thought to ourselves, and luckily we didn't have the wherewithal to do this. Oh my God, the universe must not want this for me because it's not happening with grace, flow and ease. Discomfort is, is a sign that you are getting ready to grow. It's something to be celebrated, not avoided. If you're avoiding it, it means there's no growth. You're not going to change anything. Your life won't change. This is just logic. It's not the universe making any decision for you. It has nothing to do with deserving any of that. You need to take the action that the successful version of you takes in order to get that person's results. And if you're not wired for that type of action, you just got to understand that just because you're not wired that way now doesn't mean you can't be, but you have been programmed this way and now to to lessen the activity and those neural pathways that keep you triggered and autopilot in the other way, you need to repeatedly and consistently send it new things. And it is 
tricky as it's tricky at first for sure. But if you know that it's non-negotiable, if you know why you're doing it, if you know why it's going to be so worth it for you to be able to have a life that you love every single day where you get to be the person you're authentically being, you don't have to hide it to make other people more comfortable. You get to be all that. And you take that journey, the ups and the downs and the feeling like you got to quit and all of these things. And then you get there. And no matter how long it took, it's freaking worth it. Today, I want to share with you a quick bedside routine I'm using at the moment, which relates to a question I have for you. And listen carefully to the end of this because I may or may not have a special offer for you. If I asked you, what is the number one health problem people from all over the world are facing? Would you know what that is? If you get sleep, you'd be right. Honestly, the majority of people are lacking energy throughout the day, but lack of energy is a symptom of a bigger problem that is very difficult to gain control over, and that problem is sleep. Sleep can affect your mood, hormones, waking, and many other factors negatively impacting you. If you're finding yourself tossing and turning all night or waking up in the morning and still not feeling refreshed, your sleep could use some work. My little routine that I'm doing right now is a glass of water with two safe and natural magnesium breakthrough capsules 30 minutes before hitting the pillow. These are seven essential forms of magnesium included in this full spectrum serving help you relax, unwind, and turn off your active brain after a long stressful day so you can finally rest peacefully and wake up feeling refreshed, vibrant, and ready to go. Magnesium Breakthrough has become a household name over the last few years because of its reputation. Just recently, the company released their fourth upgraded formulation that works even better than before. So this is a simple cost-effective solution I invite you to try if you haven't already. And for a limited time, BioOptimizers, the makers of this, are offering additional bonus gifts for the first thousand people who hop on this offer. They're including free bottles of their full line of digestive health products. These are the exact digestive health products that I use. So this includes the Mass Enzymes product, which is digestive enzymes, and the P3OM product, which is their patented probiotic, and their HCL product, which helps with heartburn and acid reflux. This means that you're getting free products to support your digestive system, which gives you more energy because now your body isn't focused as much on digesting your food and it helps you absorb your nutrients even better from your food that you're eating. If you want to try this, you can do so by going to the website, www.magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbritney and enter my discount code biohackingbritney at checkout. I will link to this in the show notes as well as on my website and Instagram If you want to try this, I suggest it right away. If you're having any type of sleep trouble, whether that's tossing and turning all night, whether that's falling asleep, or you just need more support in your life right now in this area. Again, that's www.madbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbritney and use my discount code biohackingbritney at checkout. Yeah, I really, really love how you said that. It's, It's very inspirational and Yeah. I just relate to it in so many different areas of my life. So can we create a example for people listening? Because I understand these concepts, but someone listening might not necessarily know what this actually looks like in real life. So do you have something that you see that comes up up often in your practice for, you know, young adults type of idea? 
Well, let me just walk you through the process of how I help people. Okay. Because I think that'll, if somebody wants to take, I mean, cause anybody can do these things that I'm talking about. It's not like you have to take a course or get a coach to do these things. It's, will you continue to do them? The, the that has, that is the important thing. So like I said, the first thing you want to do is identify any autopilot wiring that you may not be aware of that is having you make these decisions or take these actions that are keeping you where you are. So everybody I work with takes a quiz that I give them. It's a free quiz. It takes them a minute. It's just multiple choice, click, click, click. And it defines their transformation personality type, which when you know what that is, you know about, you know, a handful of traits about that person that might, that they might exhibit that will keep them stuck or feeling like they're not going to ever get there or whatever their story is, right? So when we, and then we show them that and then say, okay, this is the behavior to look out for. And I put everybody on a daily practice of visualization at the beginning of the day. And at the end of the day, at least, because now that you know that this is the type of behavior you want to exhibit, now you get to create, well, how would I like to be instead in those situations where I am triggered in this way? And I go down this emotional spiral and it takes me out of the game for five days or whatever it is. How would I like to be? Can I imagine myself being a different way in the situation where I get triggered? So it might be hard at first and it might feel silly and it's going to feel like you're lying to yourself and you're going to say, I could never do that. I could never be that. That's all totally normal. Welcome it. Laugh at it. Observe it. Of course, it's going to be that way. It doesn't mean it's not supposed, but you keep doing it. And the more you do it, the more you expand your energetic and imaginative comfort zone, the more comfortable it will be for you to think of yourself taking these these actions. And you'll realize, well, it's just a decision. There's nothing that stops me from being able to take that action except my own fear because I don't know what's going to happen on the other side. So you take the action and then you find out. And it either works exactly how you want it and how you visualized it, or you get some feedback that you weren't expecting, you weren't necessarily ready for. And then you say, okay, I'm going to bring that back into my visualization tonight. How would I have liked to have been then? I wasn't ready for that one. Or you get triggered and you go, I've rehearsed this a a dozen different ways. I'm going to try this response and see what happens. Because the moment you take it out of your mind, off your vision board and out of your visualization and all that and put it into the world with a different response, well, guess what? The world has no choice but to respond differently. It can't just ignore that you did something differently. It's going to respond differently. And that and then the wave of change begins as long as you stay consistent with this newer behavior and you take whatever lessons you need out of every interaction when you try this new way and say, "Okay, that didn't go. I'll try this. I'll try this. Just like anybody who invents anything. This is how everything works. It's iterations. It's testing and getting a response and going adjustment, adjustment. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get. This is just and, and again, this isn't, this is not uh, some pie in the sky thing, but when I say the more you do it, the more you'll get comfortable with it. Just think about every other thing in your life and you'll see that it's true. No matter how uncomfortable it was at first, if you're in a situation where you need to do it over and over, it just gets more comfortable because you're wired for it now. So again, everything that we're talking about, if you have a human brain, it applies to you. It's not like a select few for whom this works. If you send new information to your brain on an ongoing basis, it's biology. It will change. The old neural pathways won't be fired as much. They won't be necessary. They'll dwindle off. They won't be activated in autopilot. But the ones you use over and over and over and over again will be, and your life will change. Why do you think people struggle with this type of change and discomfort? Well, I think when it comes right down to it, they don't know that it will be worth it. 
they don't know for a fact for them that it's going, they're going to get there. So they're going, I don't want to have all this discomfort for no reason. It's too hard. It, it hurts, you know, and, and then what if I don't get it? It's that what if I don't get it thing that stops most people when you drill all the way down to it, right? Because if they knew for a fact they were going to get it, the reward was going to be worth it. They just keep going. But something in their wiring is making them think, oh, well, this is the 15th defeat and they have this set point. That's it. I can't go anymore. And that's when they need a coach or somebody to step in and go, let me give you 12 different ways to look at this right now. Let's try anything else but where you're going with this right now. You know, because again, if you keep going, of course, eventually you'll get there. If you want to change your whole life professionally or whatever, and you want to be something that you've never been or don't know how to be, but it inspires you and it calls to you, well, putting it on a vision board and really get into the feeling is not going to make that happen for you until you do the things you need to do to learn what that person knows. It may mean going back to school may mean apprenticing somewhere. It doesn't, you're going to have to take the journey, but instead of going, Oh, I don't want to take the journey. You need to realize that the journey is the juice. That's everyday life. You never know when you're going to be plucked out of here. So you better start to love the journey. The end result is what's pulling you through the journey of life. It's not why you live. It's pulling you through the experience of the growth and the defeats and the wins and the whole thing, the whole emotional experience, the human experience. And it can be ultimately pleasurable for you. It's all up to you on how you determine to make meaning out of every moment. Are you concerned about aging on a cellular level? Did you know that over time aging occurs due to decreased cellular quality and that each time a cell divides, cellular quality and health is reduced due to shortening telomere length. Over time, low quality and un unhealthy cells should be destroyed and recycled by the body. However, the modern diet prevents this activity, known as autophagy, from occurring at a sufficient rate. This combination leads to the process of aging and the prevalence of chronic disease as we age. Luckily, we can use herbal extracts to support aging and longevity on a cellular level. These are a couple of my favorite. So I love using spermidine, which has been studied for years due to its amazing effects on increasing lifespan. Research has concluded that the life-extending effects of spermidine come from its ability to increase autophagy, which is the natural process of recycling damaged and unhealthy cells in the body. This also includes glycoastragmol, which is an exciting new herbal extract that lengthens telomeres. It literally reverses the effects of cellular division to protect against further damage and cellular aging. Youthavar by Valhalla Vitality provides these two powerful herbal compounds, spermidine and glycoastragnol, to combat and reverse the aging process. Youthavar was formulated with synergy in mind. The synergistic effect of increasing telomere length and autophagy simultaneously has previously been untapped. Valhalla Vitality also has a powerful NMN supplement called Niovar, as well as a fantastic nootropic called Hypovar, which is made from THCV. This is a minor cannabinoid that helps with mood, energy, focus, mental clarity, and reduces appetite. And this is actually the supplement I take every single time I fast because it helps me focus and helps with weight management by reducing my appetite when I'm fasting. You can find all of these products on my website and also linked in the show notes and make sure to use my discount code biohackingbrittany in all capitals for a discount at checkout. 
Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's like the thing that you want or are chasing after is not necessarily guaranteed or yeah, I guess it isn't guaranteed. And so that that's why like the discomfort and the change and the actions that you actually have to do are so difficult is because like you're taking a risk essentially. It's a risk that maybe you won't get that one particular thing, but you'll get something else. That That's the other thing about these goals is they evolve. When you get like halfway there and you realize, wow, I'm really making stuff change. Maybe this isn't even a big enough goal. Maybe it'll branch off this way or the other. So again, you never get attached. This is a big word, the law of attraction conversation. Don't get attached. How can I want it and not be attached? Okay. It's that attachment is resistance to any other possibilities, an infinite number of other possibilities that could be even better for you. When you have your desire originally, there's because you believe you're going, it's going to make you feel a certain way. We're driven completely by how our emotions, our experience of life. So we think that this goal is going to get us there and it may or may not. I've so many times thought that this was going to bring me this feeling and it doesn't. But if you feel, but if you continue the journey and don't get attached to the thing, then you'll allow yourself to branch off in the areas where you will get the most joy. It's a trusting a process. It's being in the moment. It's being clear on why am I taking this journey? Yeah, that's really difficult because instead of solely focusing on this goal and you're successful when you hit this goal, you're saying you might not hit the goal, but the risk you took in the beginning and the actions you took were worth it anyway to rewire your brain and you might turn this way and that's going to be even better. And so at that, like the way of like even understanding that just feels like so risky. And I definitely understand that. Yeah. And it's a lot for people. Like I, you know, all the different examples that come to mind of like people quitting their jobs or leaving a relationship or I guess what I'm saying is like, what do you typically see people use this framework for? Well, I did both those things in my life. You know, I left a job and I left a marriage and all of those things were torturous to me. And there was so much fear, but I, but ultimately what moved me out of those situations was a vision of something that was better. You can't just sit there and say, oh my God, this sucks or this sucks or I don't have this or whatever. You need to see, you need to be able to imagine your life in a better place as a happier person, more fulfilled in the power with the right, in the right relationships with the right job. You need to be able to see that for yourself to move you towards any action. Otherwise we get so fixated on what's wrong. And that's again, huge in the law of attraction conversation. You know, you don't focus on what you, on, on the problem. Because then you're thinking you, who you're being is a person with a problem and you will take action like a person with a problem. You will you will be you're less likely to take risks. You'll be far less creative when you're sitting, when you're acting out of stress. When you've got these situations and you don't know what to do, you need to think about what would the ideal version of me do here? How would they think about it? Would they be doom and gloom or would they get creative and resourceful? What how do they handle this? Again, you have access to all of this information. You just need to allow it through your imagination, repetitive use of it. And we give all kinds of tools. You know, I'm huge into breath work and other things that can bypass some of the chemical responses that make an intentional override of an autopilot response so, so challenging because it definitely can be challenging. You can understand, okay, I react like this in this situation. And then notice it when it does. But if your body is overcome with all the hormones that come with the angst with that, it's harder to take this other action unless you've really rehearsed it a lot and you have a support system to do that because there is a lot of fear of the unknown. But the thing is, is that you, you, you've mentioned risk a few times. I mean, there's nothing riskier than not taking any chances. I mean, if you'd never do, because the worst thing 
you can do is get feedback. Now, other people will say, no, the word I failed. I tried it and failed. No, you got feedback and you're choosing to say that means I can't do this or that I'm bad somehow or whatever. All of that is learned. We learned all of that interpretation of, of how to interpret feedback. And not everybody does. There's no universal truth. Like if I was working on an invention and I did it my hundredth time and I said, that's it. It's obvious. I'm never going to get this. Well, that's my wiring. And to me, it's true. To me, I can justify and have evidence. And this is why it's not going to work. And the guy next to me without that wiring goes into 5,000 iterations and gets it done. Same mistakes, same problems, and way more of them, but makes different a different interpretation out of the feedback. Yeah. I love that. Like feedback over failure. Yes. You know, fear, fear of failure is massive, is massive. And it's, it's crippling. It really is crippling. Yes. Because people think failure is the end. That's it. If you fail, that's it. No, it's the freaking beginning. If you just choose for it and, and you may again, 10,000 failures on the light bulb or whatever it is. I can't even imagine how many the iPhone took. I mean, come on, it takes a while. Is it worth it to you? Is it non-negotiable? If you, if it, if the reason people quit like that is it wasn't non-negotiable, it was, would have been really cool. It would have made my life so much better, but that's not the same as non-negotiable. If it was a matter of life and death of a loved one or whatever, right? You kick in, you do what you got to do. So when it becomes that for you, you'll do it. Yeah. It's actually, that brings up an interesting point of when we get into those serious circumstances or emergencies or, and then we go into fight or flight, we are very capable of doing way more than we think we can. But it's interesting that we just need such drastic, yeah, uh, situations in order for that to happen. Again, it's years, a lifetime of wiring. It's a network of, it's mind boggling (laughs) to think about what's going on in there and the connections that are made. I mean, the color blue, just seeing the color blue for some person could trigger trauma. It could trigger joy. It could trigger excitement. It can trigger all these memories of they could start smelling things. Oh, my grandmother's, you know what I mean? It's like so crazy. And that's their reality that is unique to them. Now we all share some, you know, we share some common truths here and there, and that's how we have, are able to have a society, but we can also see lots of evidence about how, when, when we are wired differently and people see completely different versions of the truth, how that can show up in the world, because everybody knows they're right. Doesn't think they're right. They know they're right. And they have all the evidence they need to prove they're right. And yet somehow the other people do too. And it's cause that it's none of it's true. It's all freaking interpretation. And what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an an excellent point. So, I mean, I know you talked about your quiz and like the different ways that you can go through this, but like, how do we even really understand some of the like unconscious wiring that we have? Like, how do you take it from the unconscious to conscious? Like for me personally, like I have been in quite a bit of therapy and it's really helped with that type of thing. But other than that, like Yeah. What would you recommend? So I think that one of the things that we've done that makes it complicated for ourselves is we've learned to be like, I want to know why I'm thinking this way. I want to know where this came from. I want to know all this stuff. Like we want to know, but guess what? We don't need to. In fact, the more you think about it, the more it's just going to activate every single one of those, those neural pathways and go, yeah, this is the truth for you. This is the truth for you. Let's figure out why this is the truth for you and what you, and it's, and if we can establish, if we can just agree that, Hey, guess what? It's not truth. You just wanted to know why it seemed truth or what whatever, then let's not, what if you just forgot 
about that and not needed to understand, knowing that if you just started to create a new truth over time, you would have that and the other would be irrelevant to you. We, again, we've been conditioned to learn and explore why is this happening? Why is this happening? And to a degree, it can be helpful if you know, for example, that, oh, the reason I have this story about money is because my mom told me this thing, you know, and that, so that's helpful, but that doesn't need, it doesn't mean you have to spend forever on it and go through all this stuff to work it out. Because your brain is ready, your brain is ready to be rewired right now. And all it needs is a predominant conversation to lead what's going to be going on. So if the predominant conversation continues to be your past and what's wrong with it, well, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and place for understanding how you got to where you are, but then at the same time, you do need to accept it and move forward and not dwell on the past. Obviously easier said than done for a lot of people who've had really difficult situations that they've been through. But I do agree with you that like we can grow from things. And actually this is like just kind of a sidebar, but I was a few weeks ago, I went camping with this new person that I met and there's a bunch of people there. And I sit down at the campfire on the Friday night and this girl is talking about how she doesn't believe in like a growth mindset. And she thinks that some people are just negative thinkers and she's a negative thinker and she's always going to be like that. She always has been like that. And I just looked at her and I was like, we are so opposite. I was like, I believe that I can be better at every single aspect of my life. Everything I do, I believe I can be better. And I work towards that. And she, she's just like, nope, like I'm negative and I'm fine with that. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> that's yeah, it's great. I mean, and that's the thing that and of course it will always be true for her and her ego will always get to be right. That's another reason why we argue for limitations because we got so much evidence that we get to be right about it, right? And so we it skins those stories and to just dig your heels in the sand and say I am going to be I'm just negative and I'm fine with it. But the whole word negative is it just basically tells you, I mean, it's just like it doesn't by definition, it doesn't feel good. And that's we're here to enjoy the experience of life. So, you know, there's some pain there. There's a thing there, whatever. But until they're ready. Exactly. Yeah. What am I going to say? Oh, no, you're wrong. Like, let's argue this out. Right. Absolutely. Because not. 100, it's 100 percent true for her. Yes. Unwaveringly true until she decides otherwise. Exactly. So on that note, like. Self-talk, how, you know, obviously that plays a big part into this. It's the biggest, I think, because, I mean, we're talking to ourselves more than anybody else is, right? All day long with ourselves, whether we're thinking conscious words or not, our subconscious is running programs, like I said, 24-7 while we sleep, the whole thing. So we're talking to ourselves and we say things to ourselves unconsciously. Like you'll hear people say out loud, like, oh, they, they do something, I'm such an idiot or whatever. And if you call them out on, they go, oh, well, I didn't mean, you know, I'm just saying, but any throwaway comments like that, even just throw away, or I just, it was just joking. It shows it's in there. It's in there somewhere. Or it wouldn't even occur to you to say something like that. So we have to be so aware of our self-talk and be willing to change it, which again is one of the most uncomfortable things. Like what's the opposite of I'm an idiot. I'm a genius. I'm a freaking genius. I, everything. And of course that's going to feel so wrong and weird, but Again, you just make a game of it. You just say it anytime you can. I mean, affirmations and things like that, they absolutely do work. And I'm a big, I'm a proponent of them, but they also bring up the negative almost right away. You say something and then your, your ego and all your wiring says, what are you talking about? No, you don't. So 
it can be slow going with affirmations unless you're, you know, doing other things to optimize your your affirmation session, whether it's using a release technique to deal with the stuff that's coming up as you go along. Or I, like I said, I love breath work. So it gets you in this really wonderful, quiet space where it's perfect to bring in new suggestions and things like that. So there's definitely ways to make your self-talk, your intentional self-talk, make changes a lot faster than just your typical, you know, affirmation practice or whatever. Yeah, I actually, I love that because I think your self-talk is so important, but it's also how do you talk about yourself out loud to other people? And I see this, like I do this for sure, like in different ways. And my mom does this as well. Like she'll, you know, you'll compliment her and then she'll say something about how, you know, oh, this old dress or like whatever, right? Kind of like a deflection, a deflection yeah. and can't like accept it or like, Oh, you look beautiful today. You know, something like that. And she'll be like, Oh, you know, I, I, I got another five pounds to lose and then I'll look great or something, you know? And it's so interesting because that is not something that I actually hear a lot of people talk about. Like a lot of people talk about self-talk, but like, how are we actually reflecting on ourselves out loud to other people? Because that shows exactly how we think about ourselves. Oh yeah. It's, and it's, it's deep. That stuff is deep and it, it gets all kinds of like deserving. It, it shows what they believe they are capable of, of deserving, how they're worth or, or any of it. So, I mean, they can blow it off all they want, but it's hugely telling. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable, right? If someone says the thing that triggers it, like, you know, for my mom, for that example, like, Hey, you look beautiful today for her to say, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I feel great. Or I know I do or whatever. Like she's going to feel so uncomfortable doing that. And I I don't know. I, I couldn't even imagine her doing that, but I guess that's what we need to start doing in order to rewire the brain. Like you originally said. Okay, great. Thank you so much for all of this information. I think my listeners would definitely get a lot from this and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. If people want to do your quiz or connect with you, where can they go and how can they find you? Yeah, the quiz is a great way to start. They learn all about the program that I use to help people with it and when they finish the quiz, but they'll also learn what their personality transformation personality type is and then action they can in those moments when they're triggered to start that rewiring process. And they can take that quiz at tptquiz.com, transformation personality type quiz.com. Amazing. I will definitely link that in the show notes for everybody. And thank you again for coming on. Totally my pleasure, Brittany. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.